We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yay, yay! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Veterans Minimum Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Tim Petrop, here with the one, the only, Big Boss Man. Yo, what up, Tim? Yo, Tim, today, a great day. I mean, A, it's the baseball preview, so baseball's right around the corner, and B... The show drops today, and will be the show. So, That's right, and will be the I'm, show. I'm still team. kid at heart. My probably the best game out right now, if I had to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the best baseball game easily. Right? Well, it's the only baseball game now. Right. But even then, like sports game wise, the show takes the cake for me. Yeah, I was always a fan of MVP baseball, bro. That was the goat. That when was EA the goat, Sports man. had a video game. Although MVP baseball would always be, um, would always if you go in a franchise MVP baseball and you and you lasted for more than like four years. All the veterans were were not picked up anymore, and they and they and everyone like had forty fives starting everywhere on the field. <laughs> that was the only bad part about that game. But we are here for the twenty nineteen season. We are going to preview the twenty nineteen season. Uh, we got a little sidetracked, but before we get started, I want to mention that we you could find us and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. You can find Nick uh, on Twitter at ndevito twenty seven, and on the gram you can find me on Twitter and the gram at Tim Patrop, but only feeling real, real, real frisky. And also, you could find us at Veterans Minimum on all social media outlets. This is the 2019 MLB preview, and we are going to start now. Yo, so we were talking about the NL just before we got on this. And we were saying, like, dude, there's just one team, mate, two teams, that you could say will definitely, definitely, definitely not be a contender and three teams that probably won't be a contender. Right. Which is... I don't even know. That might even be a stretch. I would say the the Marlins and Diamondbacks definitely won't be contenders. Right. 
and the Giants are probably in that definitely won't make the playoffs category. Right. And then the rest of them, 12 out of 15 teams, they have a legitimate shot of not only making the playoffs, but getting to the World Series out of the NL. Yeah. I was looking at these divisions. The East is loaded, and it's like hard to pick a winner out of there. Really hard. The Central is loaded. Everyone's made moves. It's, it's kind of hard to pick a winner out of there. Or, you know, at least playoff teams. And the West is probably still run by the Dodgers. But the Rockies, are, I think the Rocks are right on their heels as they have been the last couple of years. Uh, with those wild card finishes, but yeah, man, like the NL is it's sick up for grabs, and 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 you look at the AL and you probably know three out of the five playoff teams right off the bat. Like you could basically say that for sure the Yankees or Red Sox are going to win the division, and probably the other one's going to make the wild card, right? And for sure the Astros are taking the West, right? And then and the and the Indians are heavy favorites when the Central. Yeah, but I, I think that the Twins could be a little better than people expect. We'll get into all this in just a second, but we just want to highlight that 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 is the case. And I want to say one more thing because we're gonna about to get into this preview. Thirteen straight years and twenty three of the last twenty four seasons since the wild card was put in, the postseason included a team that has finished with a losing record the previous year. At least one, most of the time, two of them. 52 teams in 24 years have went from below 500 to the playoffs next year. So it's going to be another year of that probably. Yeah, baseball is so wacky like that. Yeah, like, it really is. So let's get let's get started with the NL East. We are we're going to get right into this. We're only 3 minutes in, but we're jumping right in. Uh the NL East, it's so this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to say a division and then we're going to say how many teams we're going to think is in the race. Then we're going to say why the team will make the playoffs and then why the team will not make the playoffs. So boss, the NL East, if I had to tell you what type, how many teams are going to be running in this race, what do you think? I say everyone but the Marlins, like we said at the, at the jump. I'm going to have to agree. This, is, this looks like a four-team race in the NL East. It's going to be exciting. Although I will say, since we won't include the Marlins in this, like, you know, they still have some like good young players that I'm intrigued in. I know they traded like Ozuna, Stanton, um, Yelich. and Yelich, right? And Real Muto this offseason. Yeah, and Real Muto. wound up staying in division. But um, last year they got... <coughs> Excuse me, Lewis Brinson was a key piece of the yellow trade. He was formerly a top prospect. Um, had a down year last year, but still intrigued to see what he can do at the MLB level. And they signed um, arguably the top international prospect and great name, Victor Victor Mesa. And no, you did not hear that wrong. That is his name, Double Victor. Victor Victor, baby. Um, and his brother. So I think is is Victor Mesa. So they do have some intrigue to them in their own like unique little way, even though they won't be competing. They still have guys like... They went out and signed Neil Walker, who they probably will flip at the deadline for some prospects. He's a switch hitter and can pretty much play anywhere now. Um, and Starling Castro, who since they got him, has been like on the trade block. Yeah. Right? So in their own right, they're a unique team to follow this year, even and though they won't be competing. It does seem like they will have a player or two on a, on a competing roster at least. So not counting the Marlins as, you know, Boss is a, is a baseball lover. He wanted to get – I, I wanted to do – just the contenders and boss like, nah, we got to talk about every single team, man. I was like, you're right. And they're all right, right, bro. They got their own right. They're going to have about four fans there per game, but, you know, they'll, they'll do something. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's start with the Phillies. The Phillies I want to start with because obviously they are the people that made the big move. Bryce Harper um, to the moves. Phillies. So big moves. Yes, definitely. Right, but the big move that we're, we're concentrating on. Um, but all right. So if the Phillies are going to make the playoffs. Why will they make the playoffs? The offseason they had, right? They bring in Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, and they still have Odubel Herrera in center. 
That's a great outfield. They all hit. Um, Kutch, veteran leadership, mm-hmm. right? Bryce Harper has playoff experience. Um, <clears throat> and then you go into into the middle infield, you bring in Gene Segura. I think he's one of the more underrated pickups in baseball in general this season. Yeah, yeah. And then behind the dish, you bring in JT Realmuto, who we you know, just finished talking about. Probably the best hitting catcher in baseball. Familiarity with the division, right? So that's good for him. Like He, knows, he doesn't have to learn a whole new league or staffs or scouting reports or anything because um, obviously you play your division the most out of anyone on the schedule. So he's familiar with all that. Um, and then you added Michael Franco and Reese Hoskins at first. And it's like, dude, this Sick whole lineup can legit probably pop 20 home runs out each. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then you, they have Arietta, a Cy Young contender, and Aaron Nola. Um, yo, they're loaded top to bottom. And I think this team bolstering the lineup is a main reason why they will contend. Yeah, I agree. Like That sick lineup is the reason why they're going to contend. And I think to put it even even more perspective of that, not only did they get better offensively this year, they got better defensively. Last year, they were 29th at run prevention, and 10 of the top 12 teams in run prevention last year made the playoffs. So run prevention is something that you don't really hear a lot, but it's super important in what you have to do. And the Phillies were 29th in the league. So you add a guy like Bryce Harper, who has the cannon out there in right field. You add a guy like Andrew McCutcheon. You add a guy like Gene Segura. And all of a sudden, that is, that boosts your defense tremendously, and especially up the middle. JT Real Muto is not exactly known as a defensive catcher, but... He can hold his own out there. And so I think not only that, the defense improves. So a lot of improvements on the starting nine for the Phillies. But what would be the reason if they don't make the playoffs this year? What would it be? I think if they have issues at the back end of their bullpen. I know last year they went in with uh, Hector Reese as their start, uh, their closer to start the season. Um, ultimately was having issues closing out games. They moved on to Sir Anthony Dominguez. He was okay. He was serviceable. But, again, another offseason acquisition they made was going out and, and signing David Robertson to close, who, you know, I mean, I watched him all last year. I watched all the Yankee games. So he had his struggles too, right? Still had like a 3-2 ERA. Um, it's it's a good pickup. I mean, he has closing experience with the White Sox, a team that never competed. So we'll see how um, how he holds up being thrust into a, a competitive team back in the closing role after a year and a half. Um, and how it just told me how how he holds up. He gave he was susceptible to the long ball last year a ton, a lot of solo home runs. But that shit adds up. And when they're closing games, they're one run, two run games, and they're going to be calling on David Robertson, who they threw money at, to get the job done. So if he falters, it's it's going to be a unique situation to see what happens at the back end of the bullpen. Yeah, I think that's a concern. I think also Gabe Kapler got to be a concern. Like, he really, he really shit the bed a lot last year. Some extremely idiotic moves. Some moves that you remember were highlighted because what the fuck is this guy thinking? Um, especially at the back end of the bullpen, not only because of the lack of talent back there, but also because there's no, there's no role. Nobody knows what they are. There's no closer. There's no... He's, he, he said that he'd rather pitch the matchup in the ninth inning than, than pitch with a closer, right? So is that going to work? Also, now, we, we talked about uh, Aaron Nola... He's he's obviously an ace, but they're counting a lot on Jake Arrieta, who had a down year last year, can't strike guys out anymore, and Nick Pavetta, who, listen, Nick Pavetta, he has a lot of potential, but he's still a guy that went 7-14 with a 4.77 ERA last year. Now, he did have 10 Ks per nine. That was fifth in the NL, and his fastball is, is explosive, 
But if he can't put it together, that Philly staff is going to have a lot of problems preventing runs uh, while the while the lineup keeps on scoring runs. So that's what I think is my fear for the Phillies in the NL East. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So let's go on to the Mets. If anyone knows me, they know I'm a Mets fan. So I'm going to start with this one. Um, I think the reason the Mets will make the playoffs is more balance. All right? And a lot of young pieces coming together around a lot of veteran pieces. Look, last year the Mets tried to be a power team, home runs and strikeouts. That didn't happen. So what did they do? They went more contact-oriented, but they still kept their core power, right? They added Cano for more contact, added Jed Lowry, who led the league in doubles last season. They are starting the season with Brendan Nimmo, who was second in all of baseball on base percentage last year. He, he was on base 40% of the time behind Joey Votto. Michael Conforto, red hot this spring, red hot in the second half. He's coming back healthy. Pete Alonzo, he should be there. He's their top prospect. He has been killing the ball everywhere he goes this season. In in preseason, 352 with four home runs, four doubles, and nine RBIs and 57 plate appearances. Dominic Smith looks slim. Ahmed Rosario is being mentored by Cano, and he had a great September. Cano thinks he could be a superstar again. So I think that the combination of that... Uh, core and I, I just like the way everything fits so much more in the lineup this year the lineup makes sense from one to eight to one to eight it's like it's a very strong lineup so I think that not talking about the the pitching and the pitching is is what it is everyone knows that the Mets probably have the best starting pitching rotation one to five in baseball that's that's what puts them over the top the fact that they could they'll probably be able to score at a higher rate this year yeah I'm gonna have to agree with you I kind of singled in though on I think if Conforto has a good year, like they'll compete because I think he has it in him. Like he's got to take it to that next level, right? Uh, at the end of the 2017 season, he had that gruesome injury where he swung the bat and threw his shoulder out, his lead shoulder. So he was really slow to start last season. People questioned if he was ready to go yet, if he needed more time. But you know what? At the end of the day, he finished with a respectable 28 dingers and 82 RBIs. Granted, he did have a sub 250 batting average and a sub 800 OPS. Yo, if he can boost those numbers to, I could see him like legitimately hitting 280 or 290. Um, same output like 2882, maybe even greater than that. Because like you said, they, there will be guys in front of him to get on, and Jed Lowry, um, and maybe even Cano. So yeah, I think if he can take it to the next level, they moved on from from Jay Bruce. Um, so he's there. We know Cespedes has these injury issues. So if they're gonna have one constant in the outfield, I think it's got to be Conforto. And I think he can put them over the top. And speaking of the young hitters in the Mets, as we speak, uh, Peter Alonso hits a game-tying home run, and Dom Smith hits a game-winning home run for the Mets in their last, uh, in their one of their last spring training games. So that good signs for there. But there's obviously the Mets have had a lot of expectations, especially last season. They were everyone's kind of picked to be the sleeper that makes the playoffs. Did not work out that way because of a lot of injuries. The reason they won't make the playoffs is because they get hurt again, right? Jacob DeGrom had the best season ever of any pitcher. You can't really expect that again. And he, But more importantly, he was healthy. He needs to stay healthy, right? Noah Syndergaard, probably the best pitcher on a staff that has the Cy Young winner. He needs to stay healthy. For his career, under 3 ERA, Ks per 9, 10 Ks per 9 for his career. He is dominant when he's in there, right? Jairus Familia, Eduardo Diaz, both of these guys have injury histories. If they can stay healthy, they have one of the better one-two punches at the end of the bullpen in the division. On paper, the Mets have the best pitching staff in the division, but they need to stay healthy. And if they can stay healthy, I think that's where you see the success starting to come from. So if they can't, I think it's another lost season for the Mets in injury purgatory. 
Yeah, the same thing. I think if injuries pile up, that'll be the only reason why they don't compete. Um, I like their all season, right? You add, you added Edwin Diaz. You, in a sense, added Jerry Familia back. For sure, you did. And then one of the biggest moves for them, in my eyes, is adding Wilson Ramos behind the dish. For sure. I almost um, forgot about that. It was, it's been, shit, a few years now. Like, Travis Darno is supposed to be that guy, and it's just never really come together, whether it's injuries, performance, a combination of both. And now they finally have, like, a, a surefire MLB veteran, one of the better hitting backstops, can also field the position in uh, Wilson Ramos. So you have Cano, who is gap-to-gap. You have Jed Lauer, who is gap-to-gap. You add Ramos, and it's just like you finally have a sure thing in terms of – that's big for pitching, too. Like, when you have a battery and you have that catcher who's back there every day, um, I know he came back from injury last year, but that was there was a you know a freak ACL injury, so it's nothing serious um, in terms of lingering issues, right? It's just a one time thing it happened. It happened, um, and he played the full year last year, so he's good to go. I think that'll be big things for the staff, but like you said, health issues. That big four of Matt Syndergaard, Degrom, and Zach Wheeler. I feel like we haven't seen them out there for more than a month together. So if that happens again, if injuries derail the season, it's going to be tough for them to stay afloat because we saw what happened last year with Vargas, right? Vargas was god-awful. He finished strong last month or so, but god-awful, and that costs you games. You can't make those games back. Games in April are just as important as games in September. So for sure. hell's got to be a key for them. It's got to be. Uh, speaking of a team that didn't have many injuries last year, uh, the Braves, the defending division champions – um, they have a lot of young talent. So, boss, why will they make the playoffs if they do? I think if if Josh, they will make the playoffs if Josh Donaldson can find even his 2017 form, right? And that was the year he was said to have been declining. Um, was injured then too, or that's when the injury started coming on. Um, <clears throat> he still put it out with 30 home runs that year, right? So they were they're placing they're bringing him in on a one year prove it deal, which is. I think a win-win for both um, player and team. He's getting 23 mil. He's getting his money. And now he's searching for that long-term deal that he ultimately missed out on because he was injured last year, had the declining year in 17. Um, but it's a fresh start. So if he has that monster year, if he can stay healthy, he provides that extra pop with Acuna and Freddie Freeman. Yo, they're going to find some a lot more long balls in Atlanta this year. And uh, I think he could be a source. Yeah, I think the the young talent is what ha- what around Josh Donaldson is what brings them. Acuna, Albies, Freeman is probably one of the best trios in the league in terms of start having a core of three dudes that you really want to start a team around, you know. And they got the second rated farm system in the MLB, so they're weak at the pitching staff. We're gonna go through through that in just a second, but ten out of their top fifteen prospects are pitchers, so they have reinforcements coming down the line. Now, they won't make the playoffs if that pitching really lets them down. Last season, the Braves were fifth in ERA, but they had no true ace in the rotation, really. Didn't have a dominant closer. Uh, Still, same guy, Vizcaino. He's only pitched less than 100 innings in the last two seasons combined. He has good stuff, but what can you really expect out of him? Mike Fulton-Navitz is hurt again. Solid rotation with aces don't tend to have crossover success from season to season. I was disappointed to see they didn't go out and get like a Dallas Keuchel type of guy or, or even a Craig Kimbrell, who, hey, both of them are still out there to fortify their rotation or fortify 
their their um their back end of the bullpen. Especially considering you're going against the teams like the Mets and the Phillies who have heavily, heavily left-handed lineups. So if you can add a guy like Keiko, it makes a lot of sense. But let's not talk about the ifs right now. Let's talk about what they are. Boss, why won't the Braves make the playoffs? I agree with you if they can't get similar production from that rotation, right? Fultonavich had a monster year. Um, they're going to need Julio Tehran, who, you know, at one point was considered an ace and just hasn't had it like the last three years for whatever reason. He just, I don't know what it was. He, like, kind of lost his stride. But um, Sean Newcomb came up last year and provided um, a good year as his first full uh, year in the majors. And they have Tuki Tucson, who's a prospect, and he's going to need to make the jump. He pitched well for them, but he only had a brief stint in the majors. And, yeah, that that's what it is. They went out and got Kevin Gossman uh, midseason at the deadline last year. He was phenomenal for the for the, the Orioles, where he came from, in, the, in a tough AL East. He was steady for the last two or three years. So I think that's going to be a huge addition. I think he's going to be the ace of the staff at the end of the day, um, numbers-wise. So if – if guys for behind Gaussman can produce, they should be able to compete. But it's tough to get production from all those guys who I named who have been around the block for a little while and haven't put together like back-to-back-to-back years where you could say, yo, we're going to get this again with what happened last year. All right, let's go on to the Nationals. The Nationals lost Bryce Harper. And they, look, they got a lot of ifs on that team. And the Nationals have a chance to make the playoffs, but they're my least favorite of the of the four contenders in the NL East. And here's why. They will make the playoffs if a lot of their ifs hit, right? If Adam Eaton can stay healthy. If Ryan Zimmerman can stay healthy and back bounce back. If Juan Soto, who, yes, he looks like a great player, but at the same time, he was 19 years old last year. If he doesn't sophomore slump now that they have some stuff. If Victor Robles becomes a contributor right away. If Brian Dozier can bounce back. If Steven Strasburg can stay healthy. If Patrick Corman can dominate like last year, or was that just a one outlier season? Patrick Corman has had good seasons before, but last year... His case per nine were 11.1 case per nine. For his career total previous to that, it was 7.84 case per nine. So he took that giant step forward. Trevor Rosenthal was added. Kyle Baraclaw was added. Uh, they can bridge to do little, but neither of them are great. Baraclaw had an over four ERA. Anytime you see a reliever with an over four ERA, that's not what you want out of your relievers. So I think there's a lot of ifs for the Nationals. And if they, and if the ifs all don't happen, and every time I break down MLB teams before the season, I say, who has the most ifs? That team, I don't like. The Washington Nationals, to me, have the most ifs. If all the hip ifs win, hit, they'll win, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I got I got if that rotation lives up to the hype, right? Uh, Strasburg, um, Max Scherzer, and then you add Pat Corbin as one, two, three. Also added Anibal Sanchez, who pitched in the Annalise for last year, but for the Braves, and had a bounce-back year after having four shitty years in uh, Detroit. So they still have a nice little rotation. They have top prospects and Victor Robles, who's going to replace Bryce. Juan Soto, who's rookie of the year. Or was he rookie of the year or was it Kuna? Acuna? Acuna. was, right? All right, so he was up there anyway. He had a monster year. And then, like you said, Eaton to round out the outfield. So great young player, Trey Turner, short. <coughs> Go out and get Dozier. And then you have Anthony Rendon, who's been a monster the last couple seasons. So they still have what it takes to win the division in my eyes. Um it depends what you get from the back end. And Joe Ross, like I said, Anibal's been bad the last four to five years. So a little shaky there, but. Everyone's favorite new guy is Anibal Sanchez. I don't understand either. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, he had a bounce back year last year, but this previous four years have been horrible. Yeah. So, so it's hard to say. Um, <laughs> They won't make the playoffs, in my opinion, if the ghost of Bryce Harper haunts them. 
uh, look, when you lose your franchise player, it, it has an effect on your on your entire organization. And they lost Daniel Murphy. That was their three and four hitters going into last year. And they lost them. And they need to be replaced by guys like Juan Soto, who's 20 years old, and Victor Robles, who's hasn't been in the season, hasn't been in the league, and Ryan Zimmerman. And, you know, look, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the Nationals this year because of the ifs that they have and they have no depth whatsoever they're counting on these old guys they're counting on anthony rendon to have the same kind of season he had last season you just they're counting on a lot of guys to do what they haven't done for more than one time so uh, that's why i'm not too high on the nats yeah i mean i'm not too high on them because like you said they're bullpen issues right they have Trevor rosenthal who two years ago lost his role to the final boss saying one oh in st louis <laughs> And he's kind of been, like, super mediocre since. And then Barraclaw, who they bought in from Miami uh, within the division. So people are familiar with him, and he struggled last year. So, granted, look, Doolittle is an elite closer at the back end, but it's can they get it to him. You know you're going to have a great rotation. You're going to have great starts to the game. But when these guys come out in the sixth or seventh inning, who's going to come in and bridge that the way to Doolittle at the back end? So that's my only concern with the Nats. I love them everywhere else. So, boss. Who's your division winner in the National League? I got the Nats. Nats, okay. I got the Nats in the NL East, and that's my only playoff team from there. Interesting. So you think they're going to beat up on each other and not have the wins? Yeah. I mean, it's a tough division. Like like we said, those four teams can compete. I just, It's tough to call it either way, but I just think the Nats have the most consistent talent. I think the Phillies win it, uh, and I think that the Mets make the playoffs. I think the Phillies and Mets make the playoffs out of this. The, the Mets will be the second wild card or yeah, the first wild card. Three different know. teams right there. And that, and there you go. That's how you know the division is going to be sick. Yeah. Um, let's move over to another sick division, the NL Central, another one where all five teams in the division can compete for the division. Uh, let's start with the, the defending champs, the Brewers. Um, I, what do you say they'll make the playoffs if what? I think they can hit with anybody, right? They got Mike Moustakis for a full year, who they picked up last year. Yelich, Lorenzo Cain, Jesus Aguilar, like they have all provide pop, those guys, and they can run the bases. Locain stole 20 bases last year, 20 plus. Yelich can run and they can get on. Um, now they have injuries, right? So Knable's out, and Jeremy Jeffress is uh, out to start the year with like a tired shoulder, whatever he has. Knable might need Tommy John, so that's way more serious, and he was their closer heading into last year and probably heading into this year. So um, it's interesting to see what happens with Josh Hader considering he's the most shutdown guy. But last year he was used for his versatility, right? Yeah. He would come in the 6-7, give you two innings um, in the middle of a game or the most important, you know, high-stress situations. Whereas now, if you're a correct counselor, you think about using him as a closer. So that's an interesting, uh, I guess, nick in the plans. But, yeah, they have a solid bullpen, and their lineup is straight-up filthy. It's just their rotation is... When you think Gondage. about their lineup, too, they they add Yasmani Grandel, who's one of the better hitting catchers in the league. Right. And they re-sign, uh, what's his name? Um, Moustakis. Right. So these guys. The Greek. The Greek. The Greek are freak. Oh, by the way, happy Greek Independence Day to all my Greeks out there. You're not going to be listening to this on Greek Independence Day. But still, we're recording on a Greek Independence Day. So happy Greek Independence Day to all my lambs out there. Um yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that lineup needs to be as sick as it was last year in order for them to compete because that that rotation is going to be probably a problem. Um, I you said all I could say, so I'll move over to the other side. Usually, a team with the average staff of guys can't compete, but this is a stacked bullpen, like you said. So I'm less likely to think of them like I think of the Braves. Um, 
Shasin put up 15 wins last season. Five, 3.5 ERA. He that's his second good season in a row. So you, I mean, you you expect something from him. Chase Anderson had a bad year. Um, he needs to regain his form. Zach Davies was fucking horrible last year. So. They need starting pitching help, and now their starters only go five innings a, a game, and then the bullpen takes over. Sure, that's why I have them in a competing stance, but they need starting pitching help, and they, they'll probably need to make a move. Uh, a couple of guys like, again, uh, Dallas Keuchel can be of, a, of incredible help. If in the middle of the year they notice that they need something, Zach Grinky will probably most likely be available. There will be some help out there for them. A little reunion right there? It's, it's possible. What do you think, boss? Yeah, I mean, that's why I have them missing out if they do miss out because the rotation is awful. Like you said, spearheaded by Yulis Chassin. Um, I think if they are going to make the playoffs, they need one of their top prospects who came up last year, Corbin Burns, to like make that jump to ace because they're desperately in need of rotation help. Um, he came up last year. I think he started a handful of games at most, but was mostly the point of the bullpen, especially in the playoffs. 7-0 and last year. Right, so... If he can bring that stuff for a full season, which is the first time he's going to get a shot, then, hey, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the rotation is going to be great, spearheaded by him as an ace. But for now, it's just like a big-ass question mark for me. And I can't, in a loaded division like this, I mean, they're the first team we're getting to, but deeper dive, I don't know if this rotation will hold up against the monsters, you know, that are surrounding them. Yeah, for sure. Let's get, let's. Let's get to those monsters that are surrounding them. Uh, the Cardinals are one of those teams that are looking to make a a run. Dude, think about this, bros. Dude, they haven't been in the playoffs in three years. Very uncardinals, like very uncardinals, like in our like, lifetime. Yeah, they're like a shoe in. It's kind of unreal, but I think they get back this year. Honestly, I, I'm I'm big on the Cardinals, and the big reason is because Paul Goldschmidt, in my opinion, is the best hitter in the National League. Um, Marcelo Zuna and him is probably the best one to punch in the league. In case you forgot, Paul Goldschmidt, over his career, which is an eight-year career, but this is six times in a row we're talking here, since those first two seasons. Six-time All-Star. Finished second in the MVP voting twice. Finished top 10 in the MVP voting five times. That includes a third-place finish. 297 career hitter with a career on base percentage of 400. Has 430 home run season. Has hit between 30 and 43 doubles every single season. And not to mention, five triples last season. 19 in his career. Just for kicks, he also has 124 steals, including 32 just two years ago. He's only 31 years old. This is a guy who can do it for in every angle. And he's in a lineup that has Marcel Ozuna, who started recovering in that second half last year after maybe some culture shock. Matt Carpenter, who also turned it on in the second half. Harrison Bader, who we know is a defensive gem out there in center field. He's their top prospect. Uh, Paul DeJong, can he bounce back? Uh, Yadi Molina, he's always, always right there. So I love this lineup. I think that it's really deep, and and I really think that the Cardinals get back to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I agree. I pretty much agree with everything you said. I think that addition of Goldschmidt really puts them over the top. Um, their rotation's young, but it's good. Like Flaherty, guys like Flaherty. They need Carlos Martinez healthy and to bounce back. I know. I think you said that on one of our first episodes. Uh, you were talking about him if he can stay healthy. He's starting the season on the the newly coined IL, the injured list. Yeah, I, I I just have a feeling Carlos Martinez makes it to the back of that bullpen by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, I do. I just think that that's what he did last year, and he excelled. I think he's. Gonna do, I think they're just. Yeah, it's do interesting it. too because they, their top prospect who missed. 2017 and then only had like a handful of innings in 2018 and Alex Reyes 
he's being brought back in. He's actually made the opening day roster, but out of the bullpen. And he's supposed to be a starter. He's still only like 23 or 24, but he's had injury issues and can't seem to shake it. So I guess they're going to see they're going to keep an inning, strict innings limit on him and just deploy him out of the bullpen. So that's interesting, um, especially as you get it you know, deeper into the season. It's nice to have that depth. I guess if he can build that arm strength back up and they feel comfortable running him out there. But, yeah, they're loaded everywhere. They brought in Andrew Miller. Mm. Um, big, to big bolster their bullpen. Granted, he was not that good last year dealing with a ton of injuries to the pitching arm, but he has a ton of experience in the past in the playoffs as well. So I just, I just think they had a great all season. They had a great team as it was prior to the all season. So a couple, they, a couple, sorry, a couple guys ahead. too that we haven't mentioned. Miles Mikolas came out as a bona fide ace last year it looked like and he's going to be looking forward jack flattery also had a good year michael waka we know we know mostly what we can get from him, even though he had a down year he's and a back-end vet now but he, he is. is what he is and, that, and he, yo for a five starter like i would love a michael waka and i think the the addition of adam wainwright adam wainwright took a 16 million dollar pay cut i think it is to stay on the roster and he's on a prove-it deal and i'll tell you what thing one thing I don't. If I want a guy proving it, I want Adam Wainwright proving it. Also, they got Jordan Hicks, who threw the five fastest pitches in baseball last year. He's a fireballer. 105 miles an hour. 105. Yes, you heard me correctly. Um, let's move on to one of the upstart teams in this division, the Reds. The Reds are in win-now mode. Um, they kind of just got Matt Kemp and Yasuel Puig and Alex Wood from the Dodgers for no reason. Uh, they just kind of gave them to dump. them. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Here, here you go. Um, you put that in the lineup with Joey Votto, Eugenio Suarez, Scooter Jeanette. That's a really deep lineup with power everywhere in a ballpark where power works. Um, so I think that the Reds could be a, a force to be reckoned with this year. And if their lineup produces the way it can, I think they could make some noise. What do you think, boss? Yeah, I think if the this is the rotation payoff, right? They bought in Sonny Gray who had a year, a tumultuous year and a half in New York, just wasn't built for it. He was great in Oakland. So going back to the small market, you know, less attention, less eyes, less butts and seats in Cincinnati. Let's see if he can get back to it. Um, Tanner Roark, like you said, from Washington came over, and Alex Wood. So, yo, those are three solid front-end guys. Not yeah. aces or anything like that, but I'll say no, no fancy names really in there. Maybe something great is a fancy name. but Number twos through and through. Right, front end guys, right. and that's huge for a team that lack pitching. They also have Luis Castillo there, who was their ace, who could be an ace still. Right, like he did he have a great year team. last year. Yeah, I mean he was all right last year. He's just like I don't know, he's he's inconsistent, but I just love the moves to the rotation, and then obviously the bats. They also need Joey Votto to bounce back. He only had like nine home runs. He had a really really down year, um, numbers wise. Like he still hit for average, got his walks, but production wise, it was a little down year. But I think that the addition of Puig in the middle of the lineup helps. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you know, they're, they made moves to put themselves in a spot to compete. And Castillo gets the call for the opening day start, um, which shows that the Reds have trust in their guy. Dude, he gave up 39 home runs last year. Yeah, he was. that's bombs. That's bombs. But he still had an ERA under four. He still struck out 263, pitched 259 innings, which you don't see anymore. So... You gotta like you gotta like it from a standpoint where if he can cut that by ten in the home runs given up category, look, two thirty one batting average against under four ERA. He he had a good season last year, uh. So if he could if he could cut down those home runs, I like it's it. It's tough though. They play in that band box. In it's Green tough. American It'll Ballpark. be tough. Yeah. Um. One team that's gonna make it tough on them is the Cubs, dude. 
what do you think about the Cubs? Uh, baseball, the projection systems that they do, the Petacoa or whatever the, the, the thing's called. Um, they don't like the Cubs this year, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't really like the Cubs either. Really? Like, look, they got a lot of guys that just didn't play up to their potential last year. Is it gonna be the same thing this year? Nah, I think I think they bounce back. I like, you know, they're kind of in a different situation than baseball because like they went out not particularly this year, but over the last course, you know, course of the last five years, they went out and paid guys because they had their young core and uh, Rizzo or Brizzo, Brian Rizzo, mm-hmm. uh, Javi Baez, Almora in center, Schwarber, all those guys. So they bought in a veteran laden rotation, and I think that's going to pay dividends. They went out and got Cole Hamels last year at the deadline. They already signed Hugh Darvish last offseason. They have John Lester still. They went out and got Quintana two, uh, not th- two years ago. Mm-hmm. So a lot of vets in there, and they have Kyle Hendricks to round it off. So I think if Chris Bryant can stay healthy, he's the X factor, they'll obviously be able to thrive. But the one thing I'm concerned about is just the Addison Russell situation, um, just that negative energy around the team. Like I'm a big mm. believer in clubhouse, like mojo and energy and shit. So he's suspended. He's finishing his – 40-game suspension, which he was dealt last year. Um, so when he comes back, it's like they're going to have to answer those domestic violence questions because they chose to keep him and not cut him. So <clears throat> we'll see how they handle that. Like I said, there's a lot of veterans in there. So if they can keep that ne- negative energy out of the clubhouse, um, I mean, who knows how they respond to himself as a presence because uh, I think Rizzo is like very firm on his stance on DV, as everyone should be. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that situation. But that's the only thing, really, that's having me have second guesses about the Cubs. Other than that, like, I love their roster. What about the back end of that bullpen? I don't know. You, I mean, you, look, at, you look at this team, too, like Cole Hamels. He's old. He he's had a not good year last year he when did, he came over. He did, but he's coming off two bad years. Right? Quintana is – he is what he is. You Darvish is coming off injury. Kyle Hendricks had that one outlier season. Hasn't been great since. John Lester has an injury history. Brandon Morrow right now is their closer, and he's hurt. Uh, Carl Edwards is their backup closer. He has no experience in that role. Pedro Strope is is hit or miss. They're fireballers. They're yeah. They're I mean, as everyone is out of the bullpen. Sure, but I I don't I I don't have faith in it. I also I see a lot of situations where last year a lot of the guys struggled. Like their talent did not match what they actually did. So yeah, a, a, a name like Chris Bryant. Stands out, but he's gonna if he's gonna get you sixty RBIs, what's the use? He was um, played by injury, though. That that has something to do with it. That has something to do with like how I feel about the Cubs going forward. I just there's something about this team. I feel like the shine is off. I feel like they're not as strong going into the year. I feel like this these pieces would have looked a lot stronger had they been together two years ago. But now two years later, especially the the starting lineup. I mean, I'm sorry, the starting pitching lineup. John Lester, Kyle Hendricks, Cole Hamels, Cozy Quintana, you Darvish doesn't scare me. I love and it. And that could that could, I could be wrong, but I think that's what cost them at the end. Okay. And uh, what about the Pirates? You got you got anything to say about the Pirates? The Pirates are. I'll just say real quick about the Pirates. I think they'll put up a fight. I think they'll compete. Um, I don't think they have enough to really compete all the way. Although I like Jameson Tyon, I like Chris Archer, I like Joe Musgrove. They have a really good starting pitching staff, but. They have a bunch of six hitters in their lineup, it seems like. You know, guys like Corey Dickerson, uh, Adam Frazier, Josh Bell, like Starling Marte, Gregory Polanco. I mean, Marte is a top-notch bat. I mean, sure, when he plays. And even then, like, yes, he's a top-notch bat, but is he 
a top echelon bat in the league in terms of like having that be your best player. I think he's a great second best or third best player on a team, but I don't think he's he could be your best hitter and you could be confident in that. I think so. I mean, he's a solid like two hole hitter. It's like 280, can provide 20 home runs, can steal 25 bases. I think he does a little bit of everything for them. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Like in I mean, no he's way, the best player in my eyes. Right, but it, can you can you make a real move with him as your best player? I don't think so. Maybe not. Maybe not. But they have a good lineup. And they had uh, my X Factor is Jung Ho Kang, who missed all of last year with the visa issues. It's a big one. Because he, uh, you know, he had a DUI. I think it was like his third DUI back home in Korea. So he couldn't come over. They wound up signing him in the offseason. He was a free agent for a really cheap deal. And he's not hitting well in spring training, right? He has like he's in like one forty, ton of strikeouts, but nine home runs. So in a league where it's that's where we're headed towards, he's providing that pop. But yeah, other than that, like they traded Austin Meadows, who was their top prospect for Chris Archer. Chris Archer, you know, kind of fallen off the last two years and replaced by Blake Snell as the ace of that staff in Tampa. Um and Tyler Glasnow, who had a great finish in Tampa once he left Pittsburgh. So um it's going to be who can step up behind Tyone and if they can provide, you know, depth in that rotation. I don't see it, but that's the reason why they won't compete. But I do love their lineup, like Dickerson, Polanco, and Marte. I think that's a, that's a solid 2-3-4. And then you add in Josh Bell, who didn't provide pop last year and really has to if they want to do anything because he's like 6-5 first baseman. Like, you need power output from there. I, I like the guys you're talking about, too. I just think that the, the Pirates are like a cool 80-win team. They'll yeah. win some games. They'll lose some games. They just don't stand out to that's, me. That's the division, though, this year. It I is. Think. It is. Well, I don't know. Those it's Cardinals. The East. It's, so let's talk about it. Who you got in this division? Uh, I got two playoff teams here. I got the Cubs in the Central winning it, and I got the wild card Cardinals. I also have the Cardinals taking home the wild card, but I got the Brew Crew going at it again. I, I like I like how that. I just don't think anyone could contend. And then they got the best lineup in baseball outside of the Yankees and the Red Sox. Crew and and the the Astros. Let's say the NL. <laughs> they have the best lineup in the NL. So I, I think that that's the case. I I actually think the Cubs end in fourth behind the Reds. I might be crazy, but I think this. I don't think this is the Cubs year. I think it's the Reds year. I like the Reds though. I, I like, like the Reds. I like the Reds. I'm much higher on the Cubs than you, obviously, but I do like the Reds. I gotta check their. They're total, but I oh my god, I just those guys, like I said, they have the rotation could are prime bounce back candidates, especially in a new place. Let's go over to the NL West, see if we can get some bounce backs there. The Dodgers, who had the crushing defeat in the World Series last year. Back to back um, years. Back to back years, yes. Um three team for for me, this is a three team race. How many teams you got in here in the NL West, boss? Uh well obviously two, right? My second wild card and uh and my division winner, but Behind those, these the two teams I have in the Rockies and the Dodgers, I really don't see anyone competing. Yeah, I mean, I think the the Giants just that's that's a roster that again, if, if it was 2012, they'd be right in it. Right. Um, but the Giants I, are kind of in purgatory right now. I mean, yeah, they they'll be interesting to watch because Bruce Bochy is retiring at the end of the year. Legendary head co- uh, head coach. See, I'm fucking manager. Manager uh, led them to a few World Series, so that you know that's that's a little nice storyline to their season and the d-backs i think that the d-backs will help a contender win by trading them zach grinky but besides that it's going to be hard for the d-backs to compete yeah they kind of mailed it in once the goalie trade went down so yeah i just don't see it with the d-backs so let's go to our three contenders let's start with the defending champions the dodgers i think they will make the playoffs if Clayton Kershaw could stay healthy. Clayton Kershaw's health is the most important thing to me. Um, they'll lean on their starting rotation. Kershaw, Walker Brewler, Kent Maeda, 
uh, Rich Hill and uh, Ryu. I can't even Hinjun, 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 Ryu. Um, Ross Stripling too is their two starters start the year with Kershaw out. True, and Ross Stripling while Kershaw is out, and I think that's why Kershaw needs to get back. That's a nice, um, that's a nice starting rotation. But Kershaw brings them up to one of the better rotations in baseball. Um, besides adding Joe Kelly, they didn't really upgrade the bullpen, which is a concern. But Joe Kelly is a nice upgrade. Um, they basically gave away three of their best players. Uh, Alex Wood, Matt Kemp, Yasuel Puig. I just, just to put this into perspective, it's not every day that a team loses 242 hits, 44 home runs, 148 RBIs and a solid lefty and don't take a hit in some way. And a lot of people aren't expecting the Dodgers to take a hit. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of ifs like can Corey Seagull bounce back and be an MVP candidate? Can AJ Pollock who was added to play center field? Can he hit? Because these are the guys who are going to take the place of Puig. And, um, I was going to say Andre Ethier. Wow. That's a throwback. Um, Kemp. and Kemp, right? Will Max Muncy, who, Muncy, sorry, who, who now looks like he'll play more regularly. Can he duplicate that success he had last year? Uh, it's a lot of question marks for the Dodgers, but I think at the end of the day they'll be all right because they do have one of the more talented rosters in the bigs. Yes, that's what I have. I just, they're just well-rounded. Yeah. Rotation, bullpen, Jensen closing out games. They added Joe Kelly. Um, and they added A.J. Pollock to replace Puig, which is you know, a former all-star. He's had injury issues the last couple of years, but when he's out there, he's you know a possible 200-hit guy. Um, and yeah, I mean they're just they're just well rounded. Corey Seager bag is huge addition. He had that freakish Tommy John surgery for a position player, so yeah, I think they'll be ready to roll. I think they take the Central with ease. I know they're heavy favorites, not saying much, but I think it's theirs for the losing. Uh, the West. That's the East. You said the, the Central. Central, the West. They're still in Central mode. Um, I'm all over the place. Uh, let's go move on to the Rockies. Um, the Rockies will make the playoffs if. I mean, they will because they hit a ton. They added Daniel Murphy, who you talked about, uh, the Nats losing, right? Um, and they they got guys stepping up last year in Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, in their rotation. And they just have bats everywhere. I'm, going, I'm all over the place. But Arenado is back on that extension. So that cloud that was hanging over his head of possibly playing the arbitration year on a one-year deal is gone. He's secured. He's locked up. Trevor Story is still there. They have... Ryan McMahon or Brandon Rogers, who's a top prospect. So two highly regarded prospects playing second to replace LeMahieu. And then you have Charlie Blackman and David Dahl in the outfield. Um, there's just bats. Like, that lineup screams bats. So, yeah, I got them competing. And probably I got them actually as a second wild card. They added, they have a full-year Seguano now. Wade Davis, who was shaky last year, he needs to step up or else they'll be in trouble if it's back-to-back years where he can't seem to put it together. He had a ton of saves. I think he led the NL in saves, but he his ERA was like way above four. Yeah, he was playing with fire. Right, right. So yeah, I just I still think this lineup is enough to power them through the the West, and I think they'll feast on the bottom of the division and push the the Dodgers for the top. And they won't make the playoffs if uh, they won't make the playoffs. Like I said, if Wade Davis can't close out tight games, uh, he seemed to show up last year often, but. Just couldn't get it done. They acquired Brian Shaw, who was a little shaky, too. It's just the bullpen issues, right? I remember a couple years ago, they had Jake McGee from Tampa, who was closing games out there, came over there and couldn't get it done. I think they had Greg Holland last year, who couldn't get it done. So it's just like that that closer role for Colorado has just been, like, missing, in a sense. Like I said, Davis got it done, but at what cost? So 
just securely closing out games. If they can do that, they'll be all right. Uh, uh, if they can't, they'll be in trouble. Underrated, uh, Scott Oberg had a great season last year. Whip under one. Um, and they lost Adovino, too, which is a huge loss. To that that is a giant loss to that bullpen. So we'll see about the – yeah, it's the pitching. Kyle Freeland needs to needs to be better because 17 wins last year – I mean, needs to be good again, not better. 17 wins last year is what you want to see out of a guy, but knowing the history of pitchers in that ballpark, it's going to be hard to repeat. And also knowing that the the metrics don't add up to a 17-win season, the stats that he had. So it's it, it'll be a little interesting to see if, if this is one of those fallback options. The third team in this division that could compete is the Padres. What do you think, man? What do, what do you make of the Padres? Because, look, Eric Hosmer, eventually Fernando Tatis Jr., Will Miles, Myers, and Manny Machado. That is a murderer's row of four bats in a row if Fernando Tatis, even if he is just speculation, he does look like a superstar in the making. Um, if the Padres make the playoffs this year, would you be shocked? Yes. You would be? They have legit zero pitching. Yeah, they have no pitching. Zero whatsoever. pitching. Chris yeah. Paddock is having a really nice spring, though, who they got in the Fernando Rodney trade a couple years ago from the Marlins. But other than that, that rotation is pure garbage. So, yeah, they'll be fun to watch. They have bats. Manny Margot is also a former prospect who's probably going to be uh, at the top of that lineup. But you know what? Like, if you look at their – I think Mackenzie Gore is a top prospect who's a pitcher. But – those guys are just like a year or two away. Yeah, this is once those guys get to the cusp, they'll be a good team. They'll be competing because they have Hosmer under contract for six years or whatever, six more years. They have Machado under contract for ten, I think it was. Yep. So those guys will still be in their prime by the time these pitchers are up and ready to go. So this year they won't compete, but in years to come they'll be they'll be a threat. That's the NL, folks. We made it. We did it. We're going to go over to the AL in a second. So let's get into this spitball right now. What we're going to do is we're just going to rattle off the leaders who we think is going to lead the league in each of these categories. RBIs, home runs, batting average, ERA, wins, and strikeouts. Let's start. We're just keeping it simple, right? Majors? Straight majors. Major, straight majors. So let's start <coughs> with our first spitball. RBIs. Um, Mookie Betts. I'm going to go J.D. Martinez. Two Red Sox. Home runs. Ooh, I'm going to Nolan Arenado this year. I'm going Aaron Judge. I think he has a big year. Batting average. Ooh. Batting title. I'm going to go Corey Sear back off injury. Nice. I like that. I'm going Gene Segura as a surprise. Ooh. I love that. I, I think he's I think he's one of the more underrated nice players theater. in 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 baseball. ERA leader. Chris Sale. I'm going Noah Syndergaard. I think he has the year that I expected last year. This year wins. Chris Sale. You got to go with health. I was gonna, I was leaning towards Chris Sale, but the healthiest pitcher on the best team, I'm going Jay Happ, baby. That's a little bit wow. of a, a little bit of a, a, that a is preview. A stretch. Of, a little bit of a hey, he's won 19 games in the past. Not, it's not like he hasn't done it. I know, but he's, I don't know about that. Strikeouts, um, pitching wise, by the way, not hitting wise. We're gonna go. Damn, I was just gonna go Severino honestly until he got hurt, but I'm going Chris Sale. Chris Sale again. I'm gonna go Noah Syndergaard too. I think Noah Syndergaard. Has the year that I expect him to have last year. And a little later, we're going to be giving you our winners of um, the awards. A little bit of a preview of that, maybe, of what I have. Um, but let's start in the AL East. We're going to go over to the AL now. So this one has a little bit of a different different feel to it. The top teams are really top-heavy. And the bottom teams all kind of suck. So let's go to the AL East first, where the toppest is the heaviest. Uh, let's go to the Yankees. Boston will let you uh, start with the Yankees. The Yankees will make the playoffs if... If they can just get through the year healthy, 
They're already starting with uh, CC injured. Uh, granted, CC is much older now, but still a presence in the rotation. And Severino, our ace, is uh, injured as well. So if you look at the Yankees, they're relying on Tanaka, who's been there, but it's taking time bomb. James Paxton, who's new to the show. And we've seen guys come in, like a Sonny Gray, who will falter. So we don't know yet where we're going to get out of him. And Great. He- health issues with James Paxton. Right. He doesn't have 200 innings under his belt in the season yet. Granted, great in Seattle last year, but can, does it translate to New York? Jay Happ, who you just talked about wins, right? Had a half season here, sure. But we'll see what happens in the full season. Um, so, yeah, just that. Like, rotation questions. And, um, you know, Gary Sanchez bouncing back is what they need behind the plate. Uh, the Void at first base with Voight or either Bird, who's going to take the reins on that job. So, other than that, I'm nitpicking there because – they're loaded elsewhere, right? You got former NL MVP John Carlos Stanton. You have Aaron Judge. Didi Gregorius is missing time, but he'll be back in August. That's fine. You have Andujar, who had 40 doubles last year as a rookie. Um, so you're going to get production in that lineup, no doubt. They went out and and bolstered their bullpen. They bring back Zach Britton. They go out and get Adam out of Eno. Patances is injured, sure, but you still have Chapman and Chad Green there too. So there's really no weakness if except the rotation. Um, so if all goes well elsewhere, I think they're going to win the AL East. I think the Yankees are the best team in baseball. Um, it hurts me to say because I'm a Mets fan, but the Yankees are the best team in baseball. I think it's because of their bullpen depth. Um, yeah. Look, man, if 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 you're talking about Adam Montevito and Chad Green as your fifth and sixth inning guys, that's kind of fucking ridiculous, right? Like that's 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 something where you could have a starter max out after five innings and you could not and you could take a guy like CC on and you can use him. And you can and a guy like J. A. Happ, you can extend him and he could be your innings eater guy. So when CC only pitches five innings, you have a bullpen that could that could finish it off. I also think James Paxton is a giant, giant addition. I cannot tell you how much I love James Paxton. I was all over James Paxton last year um, before he turned, before he showed people what he was capable of. Some of the best stuff in the league. Big lefty, big um, maple, the big maple. Yeah, the big Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, for sure, man. He reminds me a lot of another big lefty who played for Seattle and the Yankees. Randy Johnson um, doesn't have the same kind of stuff because no one ever had the same kind of stuff. But he has very similar stuff. Big sweeping slider, nice fastball. Um, I love it, and I also think that Aaron Judge, this is his third full season in the bigs now, I think that he takes the next step, and I think he becomes someone who is one of the best hitters in baseball, not just one of the better uh, power hitters in baseball, but one of the better overall hitters in baseball in general. I love Aaron Judge this year. I love um, what he could bring to the table. I think that he has a breakout season. Yeah, people if they're, people are worried about his injuries, like, it was a freak injury where he got hit on the wrist with a pitch. Right. So, it's not like he's ever been – you know, he doesn't have an injury history, so just put it at that. He's not injury prone by any right. means. And he doesn't play – he doesn't play the game in a way where you're afraid he's going to get injured. You right. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. He's just – he's a big dude. He has a durable body, and he doesn't so – Everything not, he does is smooth. Right, and know. he's not diving for no reason, and he's not stealing bases. It's just relax. Hit. Yeah. Go sit down. Go play left field. Right field, right field. Right field, excuse me, right field. Excuse me. Um, th- let's go to the other team that is definitely going to compete in this division, uh, the Boston Red Sox, the defending World Series champions, Boston Red Sox. Um, look, there's a lot of reasons why they will make the playoffs. So, boss, I'm going to ask you this instead. Why won't they make the playoffs if they don't? 
Just the bullpen questions. That's got to be it, right? right? Yeah. So they let go of, well, like they haven't brought back Kimbrell yet. If they do plan on bringing him back, he's still out there. And Joe Kelly, who you can't undermine, that's a huge loss for them. They have no one in that bullpen right now with any closer experience. So if they're going to lean on Matt Barnes to get the job done, then fine. Let's see how far that gets you. See how quickly you're probably going to be calling Greg Kimbrell or reaching out for a trade. I think they should just bring Kimbrell back. Um, I think he's worth the money. He's a top closer. He's only, I think, 31 still. Um, so instead of giving up prospects at the deadline for a top closer, who's probably going to have a high price tag, like possibly uh, Hassel Iglesias of the Reds maybe, just bring back Kimbrell on the deal. You, you're the Red Sox. You can afford the money. It's not an issue with you. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's really only concern. I think they're the best outfield in baseball. Yeah, and that doesn't that. even include J.D. Martinez, who's a D.H. So they're all young. Mookie Betts is the only thing really the, uh, that's been in the news with him is his contract talks. Will he get somewhere between Trout and Harper money? Because he's coming up, I think, in two years on a deal. So that'll be interesting. Um, but other than that, Jackie Bradley and uh, Andrew Benatendi round that outfield out. So they're they're good, man. They bring back the rotation besides Drew Pomeranz and Nathan Avaldi really emerged for them last year in the playoffs. So that allowed Pomeranz to be expendable. And I think they're chilling, man. I think they'll finish second though to the Yankees just because of that back end of the bullpen. But other than that, they're going to, they're going to be crushing again. I really am. I'm curious about Rafael Devers and what he brings to the table this year. Um, he was so, uh, I don't know what hit, what happened with him last year. It's like a desire thing. It feels like for me. I, I, that's why I'm, I'm concerned because he has all the skill and he plays in a in a place where in the in the part of the lineup where people are gonna pitch to him. Right. Like if you have to make your choice between Devers and all the guys we just said, you're picking Devers. So he'll have an opportunity. With that being said, though, 21 home, home runs, 66 RBIs, um, struck out a ton, but 108 hits and 450 at bats. These are good stats. Um, but he's young. He's wild swinging. Uh, strikes out a lot, so we'll see what we get out of Rafael Devers this year. I think he could be an X factor of what makes the Red Sox um, just good and what makes them explosive again. Um, a couple of teams that I don't think are going to compete at all are, I think the Orioles might compete for the worst record in <laughs> baseball. I was about to say, where are you going with that stuff? This is where you said compete. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely no Orioles. Um, but here's an interesting one. And I think no Blue Jays either. Sorry for that. But I don't see the Blue Jays doing anything this year. Fun to see Vlad, though, when he comes back. Little Vlad. Definitely. What about the Rays? 90 wins last season, doing it in a very unconventional way. Um, how do you feel about them this year, and do they have a shot? Yo, I have the Rays in the playoffs. Whoa. Let's get wins, it. Bro. Hot. I like it. Yo, they changed the game with the opener, right? So they're already one step ahead of so the So who are you dropping out of the playoffs? Or do you have three teams from the East? Three East. Ah, ah, ah yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Sorry, we were giving away our, our things. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> they changed the game, like I said, with the opener. They're one step out of the league in the sense that they already know how. They're like a fucking fully operational squad down there with the opener. They don't have to test things out, test which guys are comfortable opening, um, see how they're going to finish games. Like, they have it down to a T. So, there's that. They bring in Charlie Morton, and they bring in Glasnow last year at the deadline. So, if it's a three-man rotation, it's a three-man rotation. It's a pretty good one with Blake Snell spearheading it. So, Cy Young, right? He got his raise that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they re-upped him on, on that. And, yeah, I mean, offensively, they're going to be good, too. They have Tommy Pham, who I love. Austin what up, Meadows. <laughs> And then the defensive stalwart, Kevin Kiermaier in the outfield. Um, yeah, so I really like this team. Willie Adames, who I love coming, like, coming up through the pipeline, but he's been all right. Former top prospect at shortstop. 
We'll see what he can do. I just really think they have what it takes, and their quirkiness, like I said with the opener, will put them through and win them, you know, extra games. You watch this team a lot more than I do, so you could tell, you could attest their scrappiness. You could tell how good Blake, Blake Snell is. Um, Snellzilla. Snellzilla. I I can't see this team making the playoffs, man. I, it's just a lot of smoke and mirrors to me. This the the opener stuff, and I mean, who's gonna close for them? Like we know who who's opening. Who's gonna close? Um, Chaz Rowe. That's who. That's who is up on the closer list right now, according to ESPN. Diego Castillo. Like these guys are are unproven as well. So you could start all you want, but can you finish? Uh, is the question. I just I just see. I have a hard time seeing the Tampa Bay Rays doing the exact same thing they did last year. But with that being said, crazier things have happened. Uh, speaking of crazier things happening, if anyone except the Indians or the Twins win the NL Central, I think it'll be a crazy thing. Um, let's start with the Royals. Whit Merrifield is nice, but I don't think they compete this year. Yeah, I agree. There's there's not much there to talk about. They kind of lost their core. And uh, Hosmer and Moustakis, Salvador Perez, I think, towards UCL already, so he's out for the year with Tommy John. And the lone remaining piece, obviously, is Alex Gordon, the guy who they decided to pay. He's been, eh. Yeah, the so, is even being kind. Adalberto Mondesi is a nice piece, though, at shortstop. So that middle infield is going to be fun to watch, like you said, Merrifield and Mondesi. But other than that, it's just a whole lot of nothing. Another another team with a whole lot of nothing, the Tigers. Uh, they're kind of deep in that rebuild mode at the moment. But they do have Miggy Cabrera. If he hits 60 home runs, who, hey, you never know. <laughs> Pipe dream. <at laughs> Nick Castellanos point. is also pretty nice. I do. I, on my fantasy team this year, I drafted him. Nice. I do want to see Miguel Cabrera healthy. Like, I just want to see him go out, you know, in his own way. Because he can produce when he's healthy. He's still at his old age. Right? So, you know, that's that's just... One thing I want to see. One thing that's going to hurt them is Michael Fulmer. It looks like he's going to be out for a long time. He got hurt yesterday. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman, my, Matthew Boyd, Tyson Ross, Matt Moore. That's that's like the official, like, I could have been re- much better than I am starting pitching squad. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, these guys were all, at one time, I remember them being discussed as, as aces. And now here they are in a middling rotation. Um, I like Shane Green closing out games, although... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's it for the for them. And then um, the White Sox, man, the White Sox, I, I feel like are one year away. That the Copic injury really hurt. Yeah, he's um, Tommy John. Yeah, he's getting Tommy John. You but thought last year was the year. I think it was. Was it last year? I thought last year yeah. was the year. But th- look, they made they made some moves to get better. It would not surprise me if they did compete this year. It's just it's going to be hard for them to compete. They did they they got Alex Colomay to close games. They got Kelvin Herrera to set up games for him. Um, Lucas Giolito was once a big prospect. Flops. Hasn't been good. Yeah. Um, Ivan Nova has been good. Carlos Rodon has been good. We Ronaldo Lopez, another big prospect. He could be good. So if these guys work out, hey, you never know. And they do have prospects to flip at the deadline if, if they decide that they're actually in this. Yonder Alonso, they added. Uh, Yohan Moncada is in there for another year. Jose Abreu, we all know what he could do. This is not this team's not the worst, but they're they're not in a competitive mode yet, in my opinion. And Eloy Jimenez, who's yeah, like set the new market for uh I guess guys. I don't know, he signed a monster deal. It's like six years, forty something million for a guy who's I don't even think he's like he's still not even he hasn't played a game yet. For, <laughs> so he's not even arbitration eligible. So that that's a huge step for baseball for those, you know, guys coming up through the pipeline. Cause if he didn't sign that deal, He'd probably be starting in the minors due to the service time issue that we talked about too on previous podcasts. So 
it's it'll be fun to see Eloy Jimenez crack the opening day lineup. He's he's a force, top prospect in baseball, and yeah, he's another bat that get yeah, that's the list of names you just dropped in Abreu middle line of presence that'll help Abreu. White Sox are, are will forever be my team where I'm just I'm too high on them and I don't know why. I mean they have all this young you know promise, but it's just yet to pan out. Uh, the Twins got out there and got busy in the offseason. Uh, one of the more intriguing teams, in my opinion, is the Minnesota Twins. Um, they add Nelson Cruz, who you know he could bring the, the pop. Boomstick. Um, CJ Crone, another guy with pop. Jonathan Scope, another guy with pop. Add that to Miguel Sano, who had a bad year last year, but now has uh, more more backup. Eddie Rosario and, and Max Kepler, they just signed to a, a extension. Marwin Gonzalez, they, they the got. Swiss Army Knife. Right. And you got a pretty decent, um, pretty decent starting rotation. Jose Barrios needs to needs to take that next step up, but Jake Odorizzi could play. Michael Pineda could pitch. Um, they don't have the worst. Addison Reed at the back of the bullpen is not the uh, not the closer you want necessarily. As a person who watched Addison Reed, um, he's definitely not dominant. Um, so, I mean, you could. You could get better in the bullpen, but I think the Twins could compete this year for the Central. I think they'll keep the tw- the the Indians on their toes. Yeah, I have the Twinkies winning the Central as a little bit of a surprise. But, yeah, all those names you mentioned, like Scope, Crone, and Nelson Cruz are middle line of guys who are going to come over and provide pop. I know it's a tough park to hit in, but Nelson Cruz can hit it out anywhere, let's be honest. And uh, Byron Buxton, who another former top prospect, it's always been like, you know, when's the year? Similar, like you with the White Sox, when's the year? He's killing in spring training this year. So maybe this is the year he puts it all together. Five-tool player, um, brings speeds on the base path. If he can be that leadoff hitter that he was always, like, on track to be, then this lineup is going to do damage. Like, they got guys behind them that can bring him in. So, yeah, I mean, I love it. I think Barrios is an ace. Yeah. He showed it last year. Played really well last year. Yeah, and then... Trevor Hildenberger, like you said, the Addison Reason is the sexiest name, but Hildenberger closed games from last year. Um, Trevor May is a nice arm in that bullpen. So they have arms in the bullpen um, if they want to go with the committee approach. And then obviously Marwin Gonzalez is probably the most slept on free agent acquisition uh, of the offseason. He just provides depth every, anywhere and everywhere. Can give any guy a day off, like I said, anywhere. So, yeah, um, yeah, I just love this team. I love the additions to the lineup. And they're they're going to... I think upseat the tribe who took some hits. I'm gonna. I'm really interested to see Max Kepler and what he does this year. I feel like he gets better and better every year. Um, he's he's really sold out on the launch angle life. Um, and I mean, 20 home runs isn't gonna do it. He's batting. He batted 224. That's not gonna do it. But I I believe that he will get better and better. And they signed him to a five year deal um, with not much. Well, not not much downside to that deal. So I really like that deal. I, I, I want to see him going forward. Um, another team I want to see going forward, the Indians. Boss, you obviously are not high on the Indians this year. A lot of people are. Um, tell us why. Listen, their rotation is stacked, right? Yes, have, I mean, Mike Clevenger's our fourth starter at this point. Yeah, it's ridiculous to say yeah. the least. Uh, yeah, Kluber, Cy Young potential. I'm going to change my pick from strikeouts from spitball to Kluber, by the way, <laughs> just because I think he feasts on the, the bottom of the central. Kluber, Carrasco, Bauer, and Clevenger can go out and win you a game any given night, right? But they, they took a hit in the lineup. They lost Donaldson, who was only there briefly. They lost Michael Brantley, who was a you know a centerpiece of that organization for a long time. And 
you know, they bring in Jake Bowers from the the Rays, and Ramirez is now hurt to start the year. He had to be stretched off yesterday, I believe. So that's a huge loss at the end that's of spring training. Giant. Um, so yeah, they bring back Carlos Santana, but I just think the loss is too much to set off. They lost some back end of the bullpen, right? Brad Hand is their closer now. Miller's gone. I think Cody Allen's still there, but it's like, you know, what do you have with him? He was hit. He fell apart a bit. Um, but yeah, I just think they're a good team. I think the Twins upseat them though, and they miss the playoffs. Cody Allen actually a Los Angeles Angel. Don't forget. Right, right. So he left. Yeah, so he left. So, it, so yeah, that bullpen's depleted. Definitely not the same kind of bullpen, and that's what they kind of based themselves on. But at the same time, um, John it, Gomes also gone, who was the catcher there for a long time. Sure. Uh, added Kevin Pluecki. <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> um, look, the, it's it's hard again to to stop a core like Francisco Lindor, Jose Ramirez. Carlos Santana when they're healthy and also Tyler Naquin who is one of the more underrated hitters in the game and I think that he has a nice year where he could step up now and he has a whole year under his belt finally and I think that he steps up and becomes even better so look I I, I have to I, I I'm, I'm giving away my position but I also have the twins in the central I'm, I'm just not I'm not as high on the Cleveland Indians because their bullpen is not where it needs to be and I think that if you don't have a bullpen then you need a lineup that's a little better than this one. And I just don't like that they let a lot of people walk. So we're going to see. We're going to see. It's it's going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting two-team race I think in the central. Let's get out to the west. Um one of the surprise teams in the west last year were the A's. Uh do you believe that the A's have the same kind of punch that they had last year? Well, Chris Davis at two forty seven again for the fourth straight year. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta bet on two forty seven at this That's point. That's gotta right? be a prop bet somewhere. It's gotta be a prop bet like does he? Yes, no. Not even a prop bet of over under, just yes or no on that exact number. Um I don't know. I like the A's. They're an interesting team, right? They had a key contribution. Matt Chapman really became a household name last year. Matt Olson as well. I just don't think they have enough in the rotation. They brought in Mike Fires last year and Marco Estrada this year. But it's eh, the back of the bullpen is stacked. Yeah. Right. Fernando Rodney has closer experience. Lou Trevino is really lights out for them. And then ultimately the guy shutting the door is Blake Trainin. They also have Soria back there. So they legitimately have a ton of closer experience Good bullpen. to make up for this uh lackluster rotation. They went on got Yurikson Profar. I think that's one of the more underrated deals because he, he was a top prospect and then he fizzled out. Well, he was hurt too. He missed like a two almost two full years of baseball because of injury. And then and last, last year he put it together, right? He yeah, had like finally, 260. Finally. And he was starting to come along and the and Rangers what the, yeah. gave up on him. It's crazy. He finally starts producing and then they finally they gave up on him. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like when if your girlfriend finally starts like doing the things you want her to do and then you're like, nah, now it's over. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I mean, yeah, they, they got the bats. They got some pop. They got Piscotti and Chris Davis. They provide pop. Olsen's gonna provide pop. So they're well rounded. I just think, like I said, I have the three the three teams coming out of the east, but I have the ace finishing second here in the West. That that Matt Olson injury that just happened, that's gonna we're gonna have to monitor that closely. Here. Yeah, like it's so unclear what's going on. I don't even know. Do you have the, the update on that? I I don't. It it looks like it could be long term. Uh, right now he's on he's on my fantasy team, so I'm 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 watching with bated breath. No one really <laughs> knows, but I'm I'm checking I'm checking constantly. It could be long term. Could be two weeks. You never know. Yeah, that'll hurt. Um, I think Matt Chapman needs to come out and have a have a bounce back here too. I think he's one of the guys that can. Uh, that can make a difference if, if well, not bounce back. He was 
nasty for the last right, season. right, right. It's like uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a uh, a repeat season, or right. should I say? So, he, I didn't think he could be even better. So we we'll see. The, the A's are definitely a team that you have to every year always take into account, even when their roster looks like it sucks. They Money just, ball, baby. Yeah, they're just well, very well run. Um, another team that has made a 13-year commitment to their 12-year commitment, sorry, to their superstar, Mike Trout, the best player in baseball. He just signs a giant extension with the Anaheim Angels. Well, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Angels of ha- Anaheim. <laughs> ha ha ha. Um, who right now, no lie, on ESPN have Matt Harvey listed as their ace. Fire. Uh, that can't be right. But um, and Hansel Robles listed as their setup man. As a guy who had to watch those two guys last year, I'm gonna tell you right now, they're in trouble. They're fucked. Uh, yeah, they're fucked. But uh, they do have the best player in the game, and they do have some guys around him in the lineup, including Otani. Um, what are you seeing out of the Angels, and do they compete this year after going 500 last year? I think they'll be okay. They'll probably be around 500 again. Uh, Kozart was a nice pickup for them last year. Um, he's he's gonna be hurt to start the year, but. Their rotation's okay, right? Tyler Skaggs. They need Andrew Heaney to be healthy. He hasn't been healthy the last two years, but he has ace-like stuff um, when healthy. And then they added Cody Allen, like I said, who's been eh. But who knows? New new place could be a good start for him. And Otani's out for the year pitching-wise, right? He's recovering from Tommy John, Tommy John, but should be back, I think, in May in the lineup. So they're going to need him. They have Pujols, obviously, still there. Jay up. So they have a nice little... Three, four guys up top. It's just like, can Edgelton Simmons have a great year offensively? He's obviously touted for his defense, one of the best in the game, if not the best in the game. But can he continue these years of offense that he's put together the last two years? They added Lucroy behind the dish, let Maldonado go. I like Lucroy. He hasn't really found a home since his monster year in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. He was with Oakland and then Texas and hasn't really put it together. And then Justin Bohr, obviously, at first base. So they have a lot of power. It's just can they hit for average? Can they get guys on stuff like that? But you know what? Ultimately, the pitching is kind of weak. Uh, the starting rotation, so I don't think they'll they'll, they'll be, you know, like a five hundred team similar to what they have been in the last couple of years. Yeah, they didn't do anything to wow me. They did add Justin Bourne and Jonathan Lucroy, and that's nice. Um, but and Harvey, sure. I mean, that's not doesn't count as a positive in my. Come mind. on, bro. Matt Harvey is not a positive. I'm sorry. Come on, bro. He's not. He's just not. You got no love for Matt Harvey no more. I mean, it is what it is. Like he he fucked up, bro. Damn. Like he fucked, he fucked up, dog. I love me some Matt Harvey in a small market. I mean, he had a seven year with the Mets last year, and then when he left the Mets, he had a four or five year I mean, it was tremendous improvement with the Reds. What? I mean, sure, but what's a tremendous improvement from to a four or five? I mean, yeah. Well, he's not an ace anymore. That's a back end guy. Nah, I don't know. Any team with Matt Harvey on it, I'm staying away from. Um, let's talk about the contenders then. Um, contender. The contender. <laughs> uh, am I? Oh yeah. Well, let's talk about Seattle before we talk about the contender. They're obviously a rebuilding team. They're in for a bad season. Yeah. Although two and zero, right? Those That's games true. in Japan <laughs> off to a hot start there in Seattle. But yeah, I mean they got rid of the Cruz. They got rid of Edwin Diaz. They got rid of Nelson uh, Robinson Cano. So. They still have some guys like Mitch Haniger there, but you know what? They're they're going for a rebuild, and they're pretty much, you know, giving the year away. So, I mean, not much to really talk about Seattle. Which is interesting why they would add Edwin Encarnacion. Right, um, who I picked up on my fantasy team because I need pop. I mean, it's a good – it's a good. they have some good hitters. Like, D. Gordon's a good hitter. Kyle Seager's a good hitter. Um, Edwin Encarnacion's a good hitter. So, I mean, it's it's they have pieces. Ryan Healy can be a good hitter. 
Uh, it's just Anthony Swarzak at the end, Marco Gonzalez. Nah, nah, no thanks. Let's talk about the contender then in this, in this division. Uh, not much to be said besides this is probably, if you don't think they're the best team in the league, they're top three. It's got to be them, the Yankees, and the Red Sox as top teams in the AL. Um, I think Justin Verlander has a chance to win the Cy Young, but I think someone else on this pitching staff actually does win the Cy Young. And I I love I love this team from top to bottom. This is my favorite team. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I got you Michael know, Brantley too is such an underrated pickup in the left field for them. Right. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a monster. Grizzled vet too. Yeah. At and this point, you forget because he's always injured. You forget the yeah, and people forget the great years he had there in Cleveland. Yeah. So, an outfield of Springer, Reddick, and Brantley is no, it's top notch, man. I like that. The infield is what it is. Bregman signed that $100 million deal to buy out his arbitration year. So, like we said, we talked about this on the Patreon episodes. He's going to have some MVPs here, MVP years in him. So, him, Cray, Altuve, you already know the deal with that. It's just this team is low at the top to bottom. Forrest Whitley, I think, is the base X factor. He's a top pitching prospect. Got busted for PEDs last year. I think he got suspended 80-something games, but he's back. He's having a really good spring. Probably going to start the season in the minors, but once he comes up, I think he'll make up for the loss of McCullers, who's out for the year with Tommy John. But there's no weakness here on this team. You look at the bullpen. They lost Ken Giles. Instead, they they well, they well traded Ken Giles for this guy, Roberto Ozuna, who was dealing with domestic violence issues. He's lights out when he's on. You may not like him, but as a player, he's a top-notch closer, and he's, only, he's under 25. And Hector Rondon, who also had... Closing experience with the Cubs, really good. Chris Davinsky, Will Harris, like you can just go on and on about this roster. There's zero weakness. AJ Hinch has managed them, you know, to a World Series title before. I'm sure they'll be right back in the mix again. Obviously, as a heavy favorite to win the West, it's it's the Astros. They're back for another year. Yeah, it's the Astros. Uh, you basically said it all. I think um, Justin Verlander got a lot of credit, but I don't think everyone anyone. Not, people realize, obviously, but it, Garrett Cole had probably his best, if not second best season of his career last season. And the reason I say best, even though he had that one year at Pittsburgh where he was completely lights out, in that year, he struck out 202 batter, batters. Last year, he struck out, struck out 276 batters. Insane. Insanity. I think that he wins some awards. And speaking of awards... um. Let's get to the stand, the uh, division winners, the playoff uh, predictions, and the award predictions. Let's start with the divisions. Boss, if you could just go through uh, all the divisions and who you have winning each division and the two wild cards in each league. So I got Nats in the East, Cubs Central, Dodgers West, and then I got Rockies and Cardinals in my wild card game. In the AL, I got the Yankees in the East, Twins in the Central, Astros obviously in the West. My wild card game is the Red Sox and the Tribe. All right, I like it. For me, in the East, I have the Phillies winning it and the Mets making the the wild card out of there. I have the Brewers in the Central and the Cardinals making it. And check this out. I'm I'm cheating a little bit. I got the Rockies and the Dodgers in a one-game playoff for the division. Okay. So That's spice? That's a little spice. It could be the cheap way out or it could be spice. I, I, I look at it as spice. Um, I got the Yankees in the AL East. Uh you know what? But I'm gonna pick the Dodgers to come through in that game. So how about that? So I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not being a uh, cop out, no a cop beach. Out. Um, 
I got the Yankees in the East and the Red Sox making the wild card out of the East. I have the Twins in the Central and no Indians making the playoffs at all. And in the West, I have the Astros. Oh, I I almost forgot. Oh, I do have the Indians making the playoffs. Boo. <laughs> um, all right. What do you got, boss? That's what I got. I told you what I got. No, so, now what do you got for the um, World Series? The World Series matchup and winner. I'm going to go Yankees over Astros in the ALCS. So Yankees in the World Series. And I'm going to go Nats over, over Dodgers. Yankees over Nats in the World Series. I think that predicted that last year. Yankees over Nats Did in the World Series. Did not come to fruition, but I think this is the year it comes true. Man, I don't understand all the Nats love this year, man. I really don't get it. You shall see. I don't know how you can lose your two best hitters and then just bounce back. Post the rotation, you have Soto, you add Robles. Yeah, but those guys are 20 years old. Soto performed at 20 years old last year. But it reminds Age me. Age is just a number. Like, the young guys are taking over this league. How many times have you seen, though, a young guy come up, have a great half a season, or come up with make, have a great three quarters of the season, then come out and shit the bed the next year? I mean, we'll see. Like, Aaron Judge put together back to back years. Soto's a big time face. That's true. Uh, either way, um, for me, I have the Cardinals over the Brewers uh, in a AL. Central matchup for the World Series title. I have the Yankees um, over the Red Sox. No, I'm sorry, over the Astros, excuse me, uh, in the ALCS. And I got the Yankees winning the whole damn thing, man. Yankees over Cardinals in the World Series. I might have to trade in my Mets fan card, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Love it. Um, Let's start with the awards then. Uh, Let's start with Rookie of the Year. Who you got in the AL, boss? Um, AL Rookie of the Year, I got... I got Vladdy G. Yo, me too, Vlad, man. Lil Vlad. Vlad. Got to go with the power stuff. I feel like I know you're NL rookie there already. Yeah, like, who you got? I got Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, yeah? I thought you were going to go Peter Alonso. I'm not. I'm not. No, I, I like Tatis a lot, man. All right. I'm going to go um, Victor Robles. Nice, I'm, nice. On my fantasy squad, so I need him to help me out. All right. Here we go. The the moment you guys have all been waiting for, Cy Young NL. What do you got? NL, I got Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. I got Noah Syndergaard. Okay. I back think to back, he back. back to I back. I thought you pick him every year. I picked him last year. I picked him this year. Okay. I just think that he, when he's healthy, he has the best stuff in the league. Most unhittable stuff. He just needs to be healthy. Um, AL. Corey Kluber. I think he feasts on the bottom of the AL Central. I got Garrett Cole. I think he feasts on that AL West, and I think that him being in that number two slot is such a giant, 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 giant boost for him. Um, I love Garrett Cole this season. Uh, MVP. Let's start with the NL. I'm gonna go with Trevor Story. Nice. A little off, like... I like that, off the radar. A little out there, yeah. But like I said, that team rakes, and he's going to be in the middle of it. He can steal 20 backs, too, so why not? True story. And he he has some bat, man. He, he had a monster year last year. Yeah, he just cut down those strikeouts, but everyone strikes yeah, out yeah. these days. Um, Paul Goldschmidt is my NL MVP. I think he goes into a place where they have history and baseball history, some, and a place that really appreciates greatness, unlike... Not saying that Arizona doesn't appreciate greatness, but... To trade him now for the packages they traded him for, it's obvious that he was undervalued there, and I think that he's going to go to a place where he's loved, and the fans are going to embrace him, and he's going to um, become what he is, which is the MVP, not just the runner-up for MVP. Paul Goldschmidt is, is like the Drew Brees of baseball. He's just always top of his game, but never the the most valuable. Um, and finally, in the AL, I'm going to go Nixon. I like this pick because he's inquired about it. John Carlos Stanton. I think that one year of like just comfort in New York, he's going to hit his stride now. He had a pretty good year last year. I'm not even saying he had a down year, but I think his numbers will be through the roof now that he knows what it's like in New York, what's expected. And 
like I said, comfort's a huge thing. So I'm going big G. I'm going with his teammate, Aaron Judge. Like I said before, I think Aaron Judge has a bounce back season. I think that I'm sorry, not a bounce, a breakout season. I think that he breaks the fuck out. There's his third full season in the majors. He's he's healthy again. He has protection in the lineup from a guy like John Carl Stanton and the rest of those hitters out in Yankee land. Um, I love Aaron Judge this year. I think that he has a monster year. I could I could see him hitting forty five to fifty home runs even. Five, uh, I sign think me that up. I think that he has a monster year, and I think the Yankees win the World Series over the Cardinals. That's my pick. Woo! <laughs> About to give a yay yay. Give a yay, please give a yay yay. Yay yay! <laughs> there it is, boss. Where can they find you? At Individual Twenty Seven on Twitter and the gram. They can find me at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. You can find us on all social media outlets at Veterans Minimum as well. And if you want to support the show, please, please, please sign up for our Patreon. Uh, we are almost at the goal. Uh, we're only like 40 patrons short of the goal. We're over 100 patrons now. So thank you, ev- all the patrons on Patreon, for for helping us out and giving us your hard-earned money. And we use it wisely. We buy new equipment, as you can see. Our, our Everything is, is crispy now on all of the social media outlets. And we, uh, we made it so that we could have more shows. And we made it so that everyone could have a setup at their own home so we don't have to be necessarily in the same spot all the time, although me and Boss are sitting right next to each other right now. Um, but, you know, your help and your money, your hard-earned money, helps us advance this show, and hopefully that helps you advance your entertainment sports-wise or And your whatever. consumption. Yeah, and your product. consumption. Yeah, like we, we want you to hear our voices. That's why we do this. So thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. If you want to support us again, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Also, a really cool uh, thing that's going on is Thrive Fantasy. It's baseball time, and Thrive Fantasy gives you a really easy way to win money. What it is, it's player props. So if you think that Mike Trout is going to get over two and a half, uh, a hit and a half uh, in this game, then you can make that bet. You could put teams together, and whoever has the best team of props wins a prize every single time. Right now, if you go to Thrive and you put in the promo code VM, you can get $10 of a free play uh, for your first play. So go there, try it out, put in $10, bucks, uh, play a free game for 10 bucks too, and help everyone out. Everyone wins. Remember that product code is VM. Again, that product code is VM. Boss. Any last words? Play ball. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's it. What else can we say? It's fitting. Peace out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.